What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's it. At the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Oh. Salty old, Dogs. There's an old joke there. I don't know if I can use it. Yeah, probably not. No, Let's I'm not start gonna, the podcast. I am not. I am not. I'm stopping. Immediate it's Christmas. Edits. It's Christmas. I was referring to Christmas. Yes, yeah, so is and I. And all the holidays. Yes. Which is rapidly approaching us. Mm-hmm. Got your got your shopping done? Um, No. Do you do any shopping? No. Okay. Well, then you do have your shopping done. Well, yes. That's true. That's true. I got mine done over the weekend. You did? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned to me that you actually went to a mall. I went to a mall. There were a lot of people there. Crazy. At least everybody was wearing a mask. Well, that's good. Yeah. They had, I even saw security people walking by people saying, pull that up over your nose and stuff like that. So. Well, yes. Wear your mask. It's a good thing. Um, That should be the gift, right? Everybody give each other masks? No, everyone just wear, wear one. The gift. It doesn't, the gift it doesn't mask. cost you anything, and it gives so much. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the Buccaneers. That's wow. what we should talk about, right? Is that a crazy game or what? Is, is, are we going to have a normal <laughs> game this year? Uh, I mean, Carolina was maybe the closest. Oh, before we get started, i, I, I got to prove another point, and I know I'm pointing these out, but remember I tell you, you just don't know. You're going to talk about the Jets over the Rams. And I'm also talking about Cincinnati over Pittsburgh. I know. But that's, two out of, that's two out of 15 games. So what's that percent? Less than five? No, it's more like uh, closer to 10. All right, so there you I mean, go. It's more than 10. Okay, that's why every game's so important. And I never, they never argued that. You, you like to put words into my mouth. I'm just saying that you don't know who's going to win and who's going to lose. But you can have a pretty good idea, and usually it goes the way you expect. Yes, and but there's those surprises. Yeah, now, that's what makes it fun. And then that takes us to the Buccaneer game because <laughs> a the first half it was proving my point. You just never know. The second, so by half, the end of the half, you did know. You're right. I'm just saying we we can't seem we can't seem to obviously it's, we're having a tough time playing four quarters at the same level and I know Bruce um, made that point very emphatically to his team after that game yeah. if you guys can play like this for two quarters why can't you do it for four quarters right. and if you keep playing like this you're not going to beat well, right. good teams you we're can't not, you can't spot good 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 teams we're not coming back from 17 points down with about four minutes left in the third quarter against. Well, against uh, the Saints, the every, yeah, the Saints. we, we kind of proved that. Yeah. And Kansas City, <laughs> all of those teams. So, yeah, that, that's what it was. I think we scored with uh, – they. you know, we scored out of halftime a real nice drive. Oh. And, and you're thinking, hey, it's only 10 points, and we look good there. We got a shot. But then best, the defense immediately allows us. Best line of the broadcast after that drive was over with, Dave goes, where was that in the first <laughs> half? <laughs> My favorite play on that was the one to Mike Evans that got it down pretty close to the goal line yeah. because – they had a they had a replay of that afterwards from straight on from the end zone, looking at it down at so you're you're watching the view sort of like what the quarterback would see mm-hmm. and it's a it's a really cool route because the corner's right there and Mike kind of does a little out thing and then he ends up kind of curling around the guy and Tom throws the ball while 
Mike's still on this side, on the right side of the defender, but he catches it on the left side of the defender. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, it's a precise, the route has to be precise and the pass has to be perfect for that play to work because when you watch it on the replay, you realize, man, that's just like threading the needle. Yeah. It's, it, it was there, a great play. And then we started making a lot of great plays. There is there is some great plays uh, throughout the whole game. And, and Atlanta came out, it was like they – they had a game plan, and it worked for the first half. They were very aggressive. Very aggressive. They were playing, as the saying goes, like they have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I think they uh, maybe, you know, they kind of blew through all their good stuff in the first half, though, you know? Yeah, but it's – but well, yeah. And they were they were very aggressive with their, with their blitzing, which is obviously big risk, big reward, but it was working, so they kept doing it, right? Right. Well, that's and what you got to do. They did the fourth – they went for it on fourth down from right around midfield or fairly early in the game. Yeah. Um, I honestly believe that had that game not had it unfolded a little bit differently, we would have seen like a fake punt or mm-hmm. some kind of trick play. I think they were going to pull out all stops. But then kind of we got on a roll in the second half and just rolled over them. But so we gave up. We get that touchdown. You're feeling better because you are only down 10 and there's plenty of time uh-huh. left. And now you can show you can do something. But then the defense immediately allows a answering 75-yard touchdown drive. And you're like, well, we're never going to come back if they can score every time they get the ball. Right. 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 So it's – yeah, you're not going to – if you're trading scores, we're not going to do very well because we're already down 17. <laughs> yeah, you can't really trade scores. <laughs> I'm not great in math, but I got that one figured it out. It would take a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're at seven – they scored at about seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter, so right in the middle of it. And by the time we sc- – we scored on the next drive, but by the time we scored, there was about three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. That is the latest that the Buccaneers have ever started a comeback to win from 17 points or down. So, really? like, for instance, we beat Detroit some years ago uh-huh. up in Detroit when we were down 17, like, right away. Like, everything went wrong. Right. But they weren't – Detroit wasn't very good that year, and um, we ended up rolling them. Like I remember – yeah, I remember that game. And we're, we're, we probably had the lead by halftime. I actually think Rod Marinelli was the head coach that, that yeah. time. So it's a good thing we didn't lose because that was the 0-16 season. You don't want to be on the wrong side of that history. So, you know, you're talking about what Dave said. Uh, Where was this all? Here's what what I said Uh, early in the game. I was a little bit – I was a little bit – Salty? salty, If you will. (laughs) I I was a little bit cranky early in that game. I was cranky all day. And it started right away because on their very first possession, the first two plays go well. We stopped them. They only got like, I think we stopped them for a loss of one. Uh-huh. Devin White and Levante on the first run. And they got a two-yard pass. We tackled real quick, I think, Carlton. So it's third and nine. And we're like, okay, we can finally get off to a fast start. They decided to take the ball first. Atlanta won the toss and decided to take the ball first. That's mm-hmm. another aggressive move. We were surprised by that. Well, it just means you you think you're going to go right down the field and score on and us. They and, the, and they did. Yeah. And teams have been doing that to us game after game after game. But we had them on third and nine. You're like, we're going to get our fast start here. All we got to do is stop third and nine. And the coverage was great. He had to dump off to, to Ty Gurley over the middle, probably like a four or five-yard pass. Devin White was in the right spot, comes running up to make the tackle, and he can't make the tackle. And, and Gurley spins out of five it. five plays later, Gurley touchdown. spins out of it, gets yep. past the sticks, and now, and now they put together a great drive, and you're like, one play. It was like the missed Rob Gronkowski pass from Tom Brady in the Minnesota game was the only reason, really, you had a slow start on offense. Mm-hmm. Here was the reason why on defense. But it, it, it does. It comes down to those things. So I'm salty, right? I'm crusty. I'm cranky at that point. You were. I wasn't crusty. I was cranky. And I'm like, I mean, I know that Devin White's a great player, and I'm being – too much of a fan at this point and getting too emotional about it. But I'm like, come on, you got to make that tackle. And I'm all pissed off. I know. I heard you. And then he goes on to have a phenomenal game. 
I mean, made a game changer. ton of huge plays, including obviously the three sacks, mm-hmm. which I think will he should give half of that last one to Will Golston. Yeah, because Golston pushes Mac into Matt hey, Ryan, drops look, him on the ground, and and then uh, Devin touches him. Sometimes, down. sometimes you got you get a gift just for all the, right the hustle place at the right time. Actually, the big play, I think, the game changer play, and you may disagree with me, but Winfield. Getting his oh, hand yeah, up in there sure. because if I'm not mistaken, that would have put them up like 24 to 17 at that time. Uh, would have been it? Would no, it, they was it or was it or did they have to settle about, for a field goal? Right. right would, okay, it would have put them up 21. They would have been. They put a. They had to settle for a field goal and went for three, mm-hmm. and uh, and then so if if he hadn't broken that up, they would have went by seven, and then when Antonio Brown scored, it would have only tied the game. Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, was it that uh, play? I it. I think no. That, that wasn't that play. Devin White's second sack, or first of his three sacks, was what forced him to go to the field yep. goal when it was tied at 24. So give him credit for that one. The Winfield one, I'm looking at the play by play right now. That was, was, wasn't that in the first half? Oh, was it? Winfield uh, stopping the touchdown. Okay. Let's I want to say it was in the first half, which, which to me was like that was the play. I, I don't think so because no. – because kind of runs together. Carlton Davis is credited with a pass breakup right before the field goal in the first half. All right, I'm trying to find the third down. It was it was uh, pretty remarkable. But anyways, it was, it was a great play, and he he had to run all the way over to get it. It done. looked like he when that pass was like, oh, I'm like, where is everybody? That guy's there, wide open. He was wide open. So yeah, give the rookie credit. He's had a great year, and that mm-hmm. was another one. Um, so great job. Yeah, I mean, I mean it. You know, you pick- oh, you know what it was? It was right before. It was actually on second down. Okay. It was right before Devin White sacked him. Uh, so yeah, he saved a field. He did. He did. He saved the touchdown. Okay. And then they had to kick a fifty-two yard field goal. Fortunately, they have a guy who never misses. Yeah. Fortunately for them. So yeah, they went up by three. If not for Winfield's incredible play, they would have been up by seven. Yeah. There, there. It, it makes a big difference. I, I knew it was there. There was a, it was a four point swing. But way. even before Devin, even before Devin made all those sacks in the fourth quarter. He immediately started making an impact because on the second drive, you remember Atlanta's second drive, they once again were moving the ball really well, and they got into Bucks territory. And then on three straight plays, Devin White made the play. And he and, broke up a pass to Luke Stocker. He 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 trapped Brian Hill for a four-yard loss and a run, and then he stopped Todd Gurley after just five yards on a short pass. All three Devin White in a row, and that that made him punt. So he ended up with a huge stat oh, line. It just. And that's what you talk about, you know, when you're talking about, well, if, 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 if Devin would have made the tackle, it would have been fourth down. Yeah. Well, and on the other hand. If he wasn't there to make all those other plays. Yeah. Right. So, and, but that's what happens. You're, you're, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say is then why you see that, but it's like it's a warm-up act. And that's how we started this. Is, Assuming why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? But in, in the end, it's just one missed tackle. It could have happened yeah. at any point in the game. Now, see – I understand that a slow start and it's getting everybody all cranked up, but it, but you won. I know. But but when you get to the playoffs, it's going to be tough to, to to duplicate that. The problem with that problem, and what makes it so frustrating is it's really it's hard to pin down. I mean, why is it happening? Why? Why? I mean, right. you can you can say some you can say, I guess the symptoms, you know, you're you're having trouble on third downs early on and that's really the main reason mm-hmm. but why that's the part that nobody can figure out and, and it's just it's either going to happen I, or it's not i think it's funny because everybody wants to tell you the reasons why or you know bring consultants in uh you know yell at the players or yeah you know, 
you got a you got a pretty solid veteran coaching staff, and I think they've seen almost every trick in the book to press the right buttons. Yeah. So they should be able to do so. Yeah. And then I like it at halftime. Is everybody goes? Well, what are the big adjustments you're making at halftime? And and coach goes, well, you know, we go to the bathroom and we you know, not a lot of time. Yeah, there's only 13 minutes, and, and they're not they're not in the locker room for 13 minutes. No. When the when when the referee says end of the first half, the 13 minute clock right. begins. So it's back and forth. So it's room. about 10 minutes because they have to come back out, you yeah. know, early. So yeah, and some of that time is devoted to yelling about and and getting pissed off and slamming your helmets into lockers and yeah. things like that. Yeah, <laughs> so, important stuff. See, well. You got to release it somehow. You know what I find interesting, and I, I just want to bring it up because we're okay. talking about all those Devin White sacks. Huh? And when you talk about um, Todd Bowles in particular being, you know, he's known as a very aggressive defensive coordinator, dials up a lot of blitzes more than the average, mm-hmm. and I think that is true. And uh, and he does, you know, it's not like Greg Williams no. who has a reputation for being ultra aggressive, but yeah. it hurts his team. Yeah, Todd knows how to be aggressive in a way that helps the team. Most, you know, most of the time, it's not always going to work out, but it's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. But what I think that, and I have to admit, I didn't really have a good grasp on this until a couple of years ago, but Uh sometimes when you have an extra pass rusher, it's not really a called blitz. And let me, so let me explain explain this. In the second, Bruce Arians said one of the reasons why things started going better in the second half is we started playing more Mm man-to-man, and that was working. Okay, so when you're playing man-to-man, a lot of times – the the responsibility of one of the linebackers, in this case Devin White, is the running back is in the backfield. So let's say it's a shotgun snap, the running mm-hmm. back's next to him. All right, lots of times that running back leaves and you have to cover him. Lots of times he stays in the block. The Devin White playing inside linebacker there. He in this particular play he has responsibility on that back. As soon as he sees that that back is he start, he doesn't come in the blitz at the snap. Right. But when he sees that the back is staying in the block, then he knows I can go in there. I mean, technically, they could do a release, and, you know, and, and throw it to the back later. But if he thinks he's staying in the block, then he's coming on his own. It's not like Todd Bowles says, you're blitzing on this play. It's the, the linebacker decides and knows because that's what they're told to do. When the man they're covering is staying in the block, then go after the quarterback. And that's why he was coming into the mm-hmm. – so it's not necessarily a called blitz. You see my point? Right. It's the factor of playing man-to-man and the, the linebacker having uh, responsibility on that running back. So I found that cool when I learned it a couple of years ago. I just thought I'd share that. Sure, no. It it is it. When you look back at that game, it's like it's two different teams. It's two <laughs> different teams. Yeah. You know, there's it's a team that's that is five and nine, and then there's the team that's nine and five. Yeah. It it really. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say it that way, Jeff, because you average those teams out, and you're seven and seven. So the team that well, played in the second half was more like a team that's eleven and three. Okay, that's fair. Right. Sure. Sure. That's how good that team is. That's the team that can pummel Green Bay 30-10, to 10, and Green Bay's probably going to win the first that, seed. Yeah, that's a team that can make a run in the playoffs, right. and the other team is a team that's not getting The other the team is bumped first week. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, they're, not. they're not even getting Now, there. Jeff, it, is, it would be – I'm going to knock on wood. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot for the Bucks not to make the playoffs at this point. This is true. They have not clinched this yet. Is, no, no. Because Minnesota and Chicago didn't do us the favor of tying. They haven't clinched uh, as of December 22nd. Yeah, and, by and I have to say that because you might be listening to this over the weekend. Uh, yeah, before the game started, okay. or right yeah, because three sure. teams have clinched. Three teams have clinched in the NFC: Green Bay, which has also clinched this division; New Orleans, which has not. No, and no. the Rams, 
Yeah, let's digress there for a moment yes. because a couple of weeks ago, if I told you, and I probably did, mm-hmm. that the only way the Bucks can still win the division is they have to win all four of their remaining games and the Saints <laughs> have to lose all four of their remaining games. Right. The chances of that happening are very, very slim, especially Correct. when you're relying on a team that was now, 10 and 2. Now, this is kind of buying into my theory about you can't trust all teams, right? <sighs> all I'm saying is that <laughs> if you know, if you can demonstrably I, say if they lose, games, If they lose all four, you know, you, you know, that's... But you you keep going am, back to this argument about no. I'm saying all I'm saying on that argument is most of the times the good teams are going to beat the bad. Teams. Yes, that's why the bad teams end up one in thirteen. Right, and but I'm, now and then, but the ne- Jets beat the Rams. You never know. Which, by so. the way, we're going to talk about because it, yeah, it, it it's created important. kind of an interesting thing. Uh-huh. But first of all, the NFC South. Okay, that looked nearly impossible two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I thought it was actually longer than that. When we lost our second game against the Saints, I didn't think we had a shot at right. getting the division. Right, but even so, when you can actually put the, the terms on it, go four straight wins, four straight losses, um, then you're going, well, that's not going to happen. Right. So, But now, two weeks later, two straight wins, two straight losses by the Saints, and now now what you need is two straight wins by the Bucks. They're going to be favored in both games. Yeah. Right, and they just beat Atlanta, and, and we're De- playing them again. And Detroit, I don't know what it's what's about us doing salty dogs, but Detroit closed down today because of COVID. Oh, geez, they closed their facility. They had uh, st- um, didn't say who, but they had positive tests, so they closed their facility down. I had not read that yet. I've been kind of slammed all yeah. day, but um, they also have a, a ton of injuries. They have a, a t- they have a ton of injuries. Un- they fired. They got a guy it. with a fractured throat. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't I don't even, even look know. it up. I yeah. It was like trending on Twitter. I'm like, I don't even want to. What know. is is it a fractured throat or neck or the? They the call it a fractured, fractured throat. I don't know what in here you fracture. Uh, your voice box sounds awful though. That's Frank Ragnow, their Pro Bowl center. Wow. One of the Lions' three Pro Bowlers, which is three times as many as the Buccaneers got. Yeah, we can get to that in a bit too. Don't even get me started. So. Anyway. But with that team, they fired their head coach. They fired their special teams coordinator. And their special teams coordinator went renegade. They're losing, and he decides to call a fake punt. And he would have made it had the had – the, Everybody else knew? No. He would have made it if they would have challenged the spot. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know that part of it. I saw and the whoever their head coach is didn't challenge Darryl the spot. Level. Yes, because he was so upset <laughs> that he didn't know about the fake punt. But if you're going to do a fake punt, you can't tell everybody. It's got to be a surprise. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> From what I heard, some of the players on the yeah, team didn't know it. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, but when I you, also have heard that that's more of a final straw kind of thing. That he's not getting fired for one thing. No, and I and his and, name's uh, I can't remember his what. last name's Coombs. Yeah, Coombs. He, he um, Braden Coombs. But he probably figured he had nothing to lose anyways because in a couple of weeks the whole staff the whole staff's fired. The funny thing is their special teams have been pretty good. Matt Prater right. isn't having the best year, but the no. punter is going to the Pro Bowl. They've mm-hmm. covered well. They've blocked three punts. Yeah. But anyway, we are really digressing here. No, but it, it, we're playing Detroit, so we're kind of giving you a preview. Yeah. But, okay. All I'm saying is now it's me digressing. To, to still win the division, you need to win. You need to beat Detroit and Atlanta, and you need New Orleans to lose to, I believe it's – Minnesota Vikings on Christmas Day. Okay, that's possible. And then the North, or North Carolina, the Carolina, the Carolina Panthers, their last game of the year. So – I don't think they're going to lose to Carolina, but it's, it's you possible. Know, Drew Brees, they play, they're they play a little hard. worried about Drew Brees and how, how good to go he, he is. He, I, I, I mean, they did score 27 points. Yeah, but did you see that game? Yeah, I watched I that didn't game. see all of it. Yeah, I watched that game. I watched the back part of it. Um, he didn't look right. He uh, That's what I've been hearing. He looked, yeah, he looked like he hadn't played. 
But I think it's more than that. I really do. I'm not I don't I don't know how after three weeks you come back from like eight and a cracked rib. I had one cracked rib and I could hardly move. I mean, geez. <laughs> I yeah. fortunately have, have never suffered that misfortune. It's, it's I don't want to know. It's the worst thing ever because they don't do anything. You yeah. don't do anything. And then. And, and you then, cough or you laugh. Oh, you do not cough. And you do <laughs> not. And, and if you have a sneeze, no, no, no. Oh. No. What if you have some prankster around your house constantly making you laugh? It, you, you, I can't say what you do to that person. <laughs> but it's not nice. But it's not nice. <laughs> Anyway, yes, um, I'm just kind of all over the board today. If you notice, yeah, you really are. I know. I'm just in that holiday spirit, so to speak. Um. Anyway, getting back to the playoff picture. Yeah. So anyway, so if they if they lose if they lose both games and we win both games, then we win the it's NFC South. It's not that South. crazy anymore. No, it's not. And we win, and then the Bucks win the NFC South, and they have a home playoff right, game. Three correct? seed. Yeah. yeah. Probably against. I don't care who it's against. Probably against the Rams. See that you know everybody goes. Oh, you know you want uh, this pick and go. You get to play the NFC East team. Yeah. You know they're. I look at it this way: you have to play, and I get it that you're you're assuming that because it's the weaker team that you're gonna that it you're just, just gonna win. Sense, Jeff, it does. But do you want to play a? I want to play a home game. Do you want to play an eleven five Rams team that has already beaten us once on the road, or do you want to play a seven and eight? And one Washington or whatever they are, I seven think and nine in, Washington team. I think in the playoffs you want to play at home. Well, but okay, but that's probably not going to happen. So. Yes. So what you're talking about, and we're going to get to it yeah. here in a second, is potentially getting up to the five seed. Yeah. Okay. So the Bucks can still win the division. It mm-hmm. still isn't the most likely thing to happen. No, okay, it's so not. let's be clear about we that. will. But I, I but it could be it could be a fun Christmas day, and then the next day, you know. So first of all. The first thing that can happen is those three teams I mentioned before have already clinched, and the Buccaneers are the next in line. They could be the mm-hmm. fourth team in because we play first. Well, so there's a Friday game between New Orleans and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So nobody's New Orleans is already in, and Minnesota can't clinch. No, nope. they need a ton of crap oh, to happen for them to get in now. So they, uh, the Buccaneers play the first of the three Saturday games, and if they win, they're in. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks take care of business. They're the fourth team in. Even if the Bucks lose at Detroit, we could still be in the playoffs by the end of the weekend. If Chicago loses. Uh-huh. Now, Chicago's playing at Jacksonville, right. which you're going to tell me is the greatest team ever. No, but, um, they're not the greatest team. But I don't think the Bears are that good. No, I don't think the Bears are that I good. I think either. that could be a good game. So, I hope so, because that would be nice. In fact, the Chicago loss would pretty much. Maybe Mike Glennon will give us a gift. He almost did against the Vikings. Well, they're back to Minshew now, aren't they? Oh, did they? I think they're I back to I Minshew. I can't keep track. I can't keep track. So, uh, Chicago pretty much is the, that's the key. If they lose, you, your field is pretty much set. Yeah, yeah, with the Rams, the but Bucks the Ra- well, there's a perfect example with the Rams. How Jeez. did they lose How- to the Jets? It's amazing, oh, and the Jets fans are probably not even happy about it. No, they're, they're not. They just <laughs> lost Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, they can't win for losing. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible to be in that situation. Well, that's a hard. Go- Boy, they should have never let Todd go. Well, yeah, yeah. You look at that situation. That's- I think they'll be making another move soon. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of head coaches getting moved around again, which so, is, which sucks. So I'm glad you brought that, or we ended up coming around to that Jets-Rams game again because it created a situation that I hadn't really realized was possible until after it happened, mm-hmm. and that is that the Buccaneers can now move up from the 6th to the 5th seed, which, okay. as you were pointing out, would mean you get to play the NFC East champion, which I think is an advantage over playing at the Rams or the Seahawks or the Packers or the Saints. Uh-huh. I would rather go and play whoever wins the NFC East. If I have my choice. Okay. Okay. 
All the Bucks. You'd have rather to, go play in the cold. I'd rather the opponent. I don't think the cold's that big of a deal for us. I don't okay, think it's that big of a problem. Um, at least, at least not with um, not with um, Tom. Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. However, he has he has become a Floridian quite quickly. <laughs> so is Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it happens. So my point being, because of that result, and now Seattle is actually in first place in the um, in that division, and the Rams are back into the wild card spot. But one of the two of them is going to win the division, and they play each other this weekend, and mm-hmm. the winner of that game is probably going to win the division. Right. But because that thing happened, the Buccaneers now actually can win the fifth seed just by winning their last two games, no right. matter what else happens. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No. And the reason is, and I'm trying to find the most recent thing I wrote about it so I can – this is good podcasting right here. What's that? Well, because you're looking it up. That's, uh, you're trying to be accurate information. I want to I say it the right because way. Because you do know that when people listen to this podcast, they are Googling and checking to <laughs> see if I'm right on anything. <laughs> you do know that. Just kind of keep it. It's keep, the story about um, the... The story about... It's the story. Here it come is. Come on, bring it home. Is it this one? Bring it home. The story about... Uh, about the playoff watch that I did on... Oh. God, I, I wrote it yesterday, but it went up today. Oh. I'm just trying to find it now. Well, I guess I can, read, I can read it there. on the website. I don't have to find the file. Okay. Anyway, so one of those teams is going to be is going to win that division, mm-hmm. and uh, either way it happens, the Buccaneers will have the edge on the team that doesn't win the division, based on, um, well, here. All right. I'll read it. Read it. This hasn't gone well for the most part. No, it, it has not. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Seattle. Okay, let's say the Seattle wins against the Rams this week, and that clinches the, the division for them. So they're not a, they're not an issue anymore in All terms right. of getting the five seed, and that put that makes the Rams nine and six, and the and the best possible total they could get would be ten. And if the Bucks went out there eleven and five, and they're one game ahead of the Rams, so that head to head loss to them doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So we're really rooting for the Rams against. It Seattle. doesn't matter. It really doesn't. No, matter. and I'll okay. tell you why. Because if the Rams win, okay. This is this one's a little more if complicated. The, do they win the division if the Rams win? No. If the Rams beat Seattle, they're probably going to win the division because they have to face Arizona. The so next. I don't remember exactly okay. the details, but they will be back tied again, and the Rams will have had a head-to-head tiebreaker with them um, because they will have beat them twice. Yeah. In this scenario, so all the Rams would need would to would be to win in Week 17 or lose in Week, or, or have the Seahawks lose in Week 17. Yeah. But even none of that actually matters to the Bucks. Okay, if the Rams beat the Seahawks. They will either win the division in, in week 17, and then we don't worry about them, or if they lose in week 17, they'll fall to 10 and 6, and again, the Bucks yeah. at 11-5 will be better than them. Mm-hmm. If they, um, Meanwhile, Seattle, if they lose to the Rams, then the best they can be is 11 and 5. Right. So the Rams win the division, Seattle's in the wild card, and both Seattle and the Bucks are 11 and 5. So now you go to tiebreakers. Okay? Yeah, I hate tiebreakers. <laughs> Every time we get to tiebreakers, we're never on the right end. The, well... Then listen on, because there's an exception to every rule, right? There's a Jets beating the Rams to every rule. All right. Okay, so two 11-5 teams, Seattle and the Buccaneers. First tiebreaker, head-to-head, didn't play each other. Second tiebreaker, record in conference games. Both teams would be 8-4 and in this scenario. So that one's no good either. Okay. Next tiebreaker. Going to the third one. The third one between two teams for wildcard positioning is that aren't in the same division is common record in common games. So you look at all the teams that both the Bucks and the Seahawks played and who did the best in those games. All right. 
the common opponents for us are Atlanta, Minnesota, the Rams, and the Giants. All right. All right. We beat the Giants. We beat the um, Vikings. And we beat Atlanta twice. And we beat uh, in this scenario. In this scenario, we beat Atlanta twice. Okay. And then you lost to the Rams. Mm. That's four and one against those four teams. Pretty good. Meanwhile, in this scenario, the Seahawks would have lost twice to the Rams, so that's already oh, done. Oh yeah, so they, it's done. Right. They also lost to the Giants, if you remember, a few weeks back. That oh was yeah, that, that was a, that was that was one of my surprise specials. Yes. And then uh, and then they had wins over Atlanta, Minnesota, so they would be two and three in this scenario. They're two and three, but my point is, one or the other scenario is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And either way, if the Buccaneers win out and go to eleven and five, they get the fifth seed. That's wow. pretty interesting. That is and encouraging, it, encouraging. So even if we win this week. Against the Bears, there's something to play for in Week 17. Yeah, and that that is something that, gosh, it's been a long time since that's been the case. I always like it that way too, because then you don't have this whole should we rest guys, should we not rest guys. If you got, I'm to play I'm for. not a big proponent of resting guys when I. you have a game. I, I I'm a if you get the bye week, then you know a, a bye going in the playoffs, that's awesome. But I, I I just think that it throws it off. It throws everything. It throws everything off. I think it throws the continuity. Yeah. And we've lived that before, remember? Played the Eagles in the last game, lost to the Eagles, then went to Philadelphia the next week and lost. Yeah, and that one was actually uh, – and we, we knew we were going to Philly either way. So, we yeah, said and, it, yeah. it was actually – I think that was 2001. It and was. so, the Philly game was actually supposed to be like week three, but because 9-11, it got bumped to uh-huh. the end of the season. So, everything was already laid out. It was just they had to play the game. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't win. Either one. Yeah, that's right. The second one actually mattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk? Well, first of all, some sure. news. All right. Donovan Smith today. Yes. I don't know when you're going to listen to it, but we're recording on Tuesday. Donovan Smith activated from the reserve COVID list. Yes. He never had it. No, he was uh, a family friend. He yes. was self quarantining, and there just wasn't enough time to which get is through the testing which protocol. Is, which is good news because he was very fearful of it. But yeah, also, but also very scary because a family member. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to read that. Yeah. Hopefully, everything's okay with that. Yeah. But he's back. He's back on the practice field. Ronald Jones so so far is not. Uh, Leonard Fournette took his place and was pretty good. I mean, he had the two touchdown runs. He's pretty good at getting that ball over the goal line and getting that ball supposedly across the first down line on that last third down run. Yeah, run. that was that we'll was take a, that one. That was an early Christmas present, we'll ladies take and that gentlemen. One. Happy Hanukkah, I'm, you know, whatever else you celebrate. That I'm was just a gonna gift. assume that we just didn't have the right camera angle because I don't know from what we were looking at, and we, yeah, we were looking at an, uh, at, at some pretty raw feeds that yeah. no matter how much. Which brings me to the point that I think it's still funny that in this age of computer chips and laser beams and everything. We're relying on two guys in a chain to tell you if it's 10 <laughs> yards. <laughs> and then I think some people, on, I think some people were pissed because they could see daylight between yeah. the ball. But you, yeah. if you only have that one last link between the stick mm-hmm. and the chain, mm-hmm. if you, if that, if that's still visible, it still counts. So that yeah. part isn't a problem. The question sure. is, was the spot good? Yeah. No. And they just need to put a chip in the ball. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they can tell you exactly yeah. where to put it. It's two guys in a chain. <laughs> Billion dollar business. Who knew? So, uh, yeah, so we don't know yet. The other thing, I guess, Carlton Davis left the game with a groin injury. I, oh, yeah. That's, it was kind of a – we don't have an injury report yet, but it was kind of a, a walkthrough today almost. Yeah. And so we'll the, see. The problem with that is you're going to feel good. And you're going to go, okay. And then okay. you're going to start running. And, and then you're going to – yeah. And you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah, like a hamstring. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a hard go, and boy, we really we did okay without him being in. But it sure it would be sure nice to have him. Yeah, back. Ross Cockrell did a nice he job. He did. I'm for, glad yeah. we got that guy. Yeah, they and Jamel Dean played great. 
I have to say that the plug and play has worked pretty decently for the Bucks. You mean the, when we've had to stick when we had in, to stick somebody like Josh in. Wells? I thought the offensive line struggled in the beginning, uh, but then well they of, were blitzing like crazy, right? But then all of a sudden it came together, um, and that's not easy. You know, all of a sudden you lose Donovan Smith. That's yeah, that's a for sure. Yeah, it's a big deal. He's an Iron Man over there. Mm-hmm. That's only the second game he's ever missed. The last one was last year against Detroit. It's crazy when you think about it that way. But um, I yeah, think Jamel Dean was great. He, you yeah. know, I think of him as a speed guy. I do too. But he's a pretty big corner. Mm-hmm. So he he was making some nice solid tackles in that game. The one thing we haven't talked about was um, the bomb. Antonio Brown. Yes. All right. Talk about it. What do you think of that? I liked it. Yes. <laughs> Did you notice something else about that too? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, is that Mike Evans was open also? Oh really? So, oh yeah, it was two flies, right? Yeah, it was two goes. And so Mike was open too. So who do you? Well, th- 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 this is why you got two speedsters like that. And 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 in fairness, Scotty Miller brings that to you too. I would think that if you're the quarterback, that just must have meant that Antonio Brown was his first read. Yeah. So he saw him open and through before he threw saw Mike open. That, that was. It was a beautiful pass. That was perfect. It wasn't. It was a little of a lower arc mm-hmm. than some of the other bombs um, this year, and it was just right on the money. It was pretty. Just, He's actually thrown nice deep balls the last two games in a row. Mm-hmm. He threw four passes of over 20 yards in the air in that game and completed three of them, so that's and really that could, good. And that could be the comfort level coming coming together when you need it the most. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it, it's something that people – it's something that teams are going to have to be aware of. It's on tape now. They know it can happen, so they got to be ready for it. As long as we're talking about this, let's let's take a moment to appreciate Mike Evans. I – who 110 did, yards. Who is not going to get – who isn't – wasn't selected for the Pro Bowl. Oh, no, he wasn't for the Pro Bowl, He's no. still, still got a – it's still a long shot, but he did what he needed to do because he needed to average about 110 yards a he game got in the last three. Yeah, he did. So we talked about that last week. So yeah. one out of three so far. Yep. Maybe he can still get to 1,000. Yeah. But and, even and, if he doesn't – And I will say this. You, you, you can put points on the board against the Lions. They they gave they gave up I think forty six last yeah, week. Yeah, they Jeff they have the worst scoring defense in the yeah, league. Yeah, so hopefully they're hopefully gi- they're giving up thirty one point one points per play, yeah. and they are decimated by injuries. Yeah, and so I don't care how Mike gets the yards as long as he gets them because he deserves it. Well, I think we might be able to run the ball against this team. Well, there's that too. They, they're giving up like one hundred forty rushing yards a game, and it's no it's no shame to give up a lot to Derrick Henry, of course. Uh-huh. But um, they are down a couple defensive linemen. They're playing guys that they just brought up from the practice squad. That didn't go. It didn't go really well for them. Uh-huh. So they're susceptible to the run, and I think when when and we knew the Panthers were too. And that the Panthers game in Carolina is the one game where I feel like we came out determined to run the ball right from the beginning. Yeah. And in stark contrast to this last game against Atlanta, whose pass defense, at least by the numbers, was a lot worse than its run defense. I don't even think we cared about establishing the run in that game. Uh-uh. I think we ran the ball like once in the first ten plays or something. Came into play a little bit more later, right? But and around the goal line. But I don't. I think we went into that game going, we're going to win this to the air, right? In this particular case against Detroit, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're they're susceptible to the pass too. Don't get me wrong, especially with cornerbacks. They're Jeff Okuda and Desmond Trufant out for the year with injuries now. But um, but you start with the run and it's working. You stay with it because it's uh-huh. just safer and it, te- and it tears up the clock, right? Right. Exactly. If you can win by running, you run. Usually you can't in today's NFL. Yeah, um, the the Titans do to some extent, and the and the Ravens. Um, all right, as long as we're talking about Mike Evans and how great he is, because mm-hmm. I think he's playing really, really well. Right, really well. Right. Um, 
we could talk about Pro Bowl because he didn't make it. And that's not surprising given his numbers this year. And and you you got guys like Devontae Adams and Devon, DeAndre Hopkins is in our conference now, so that doesn't yeah. help. Uh, I, I, if you're going to say a guy should make it, you, you have to tell me who isn't, who shouldn't, who, who made it but shouldn't. You know? Yeah, that's that's a hard go. But I, I, I'm surprised Devin didn't get it. I am. What about Levante? And Levante. Well, I always feel that way about Levante. I think Levante has been the most unrated player for the past nine seasons. Yeah, at this point, it just is what it is. And it's never gonna. It's not gonna change. But nope. he's he's a pretty good dude that accepts it. And uh, what you can do about it. You know what I'm. You know this is when COVID really makes me mad. Is I want to go see Levante. I just want to say I am so happy for you when when they clinch a when spot for the, the yes. And I want to do it. Same in, thing for Mike Evans. Yeah, I want to do it in person. Right. I don't want to do it via text or right. you know. So, um, but yeah, I I I think that there were some pretty strong players uh, that didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but sure. you know, I mean, it you know, it's a popular. We, we're seeing contest. it. We're seeing it up close. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. Um, I, I think you could make arguments. I mean, JPP made it. If anybody here doesn't listening doesn't know, he's the only Buck who made it this year. He made it eight years after the last time he did, which is not a normal thing. Yeah. But pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so happy for him. He's got 9.5 sacks. He's deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of our inside linebackers are deserving, but maybe they took votes away from each other. Uh-huh. And Levante's counting stats this year aren't as high as some of his best seasons, but we know he's playing phenomenally, right? Mm-hmm. Carlton Davis has had a, a very good year. But you got to tell me who you're going to mock, mock drop off. So, like, if you think Carlton Davis should be on the team – then is he better than Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, Marshawn Lattimore, and James Bradbury? And maybe, because I think Marshawn got on a little bit by reputation yeah. this year. Yeah, well, a lot of it is that. And James Bradbury has played pretty well in New York and already had the reputation. So mm-hmm. it's hard to break through for, at some of these positions. <clears throat> yeah. And especially offensive line. I mean, we think Ali Marpet, as an example, is a pro bowler, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no question. the three guards that made it are Elston Jenkins, who's having an amazing year for the Packers. Yeah. Well-deserved. Uh-huh. Brandon Scherf, again, that's the Washington guy. He makes it every year. I think when it comes to offensive linemen, a lot of people voting just go, well, and I'm not talking about just fans because it's a three-part process. Some player in, yeah. in, uh, some player in you know, Dallas – told to vote for some offensive lineman. And, well, I, I played Brandon Scherf that one time. He's pretty good. That's, you, that's what you know how, to. You know how it is, too, when players have to vote. They don't like it. They they don't like it because they don't like picking. It's the, the time. Though. Yeah. And also, it, it's kind of done in a quick fashion because, you know, the, the usually the PR department's in the locker room with the sheets and say, hey, before you go, you need to fill it yeah. out. And they're like, okay. And they're noticing names that they, like you were saying, Oh, yeah, I know him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're doing it real quick to get it over mm-hmm. with. You remember the old days, how we used to do it? I don't. We used to get all the team, at least this is how we did it in Tampa, the, all the team into the locker room, which was the meeting room, uh-huh. the one buck, right. and they, the coach would stand up there, and they would go through it position by really? position. And the team would choose together because it, comes, it, it becomes a composite ballot. Uh-huh. It's not like – Player A fills in a yeah, ballot, and right. then every yeah, he does, yeah. and they, they go, go count all. They take it all and decide what your team's players have voted for as uh, one. Oh, okay. So this was another way of getting to the same point. Bring them all in the room. Talk it over. We think this guy. <laughs> yeah, cuts be. the time down, gives somebody a little. <laughs> the other thing it does, we used, <laughs> teams used to be a lot more strategic about that. Uh, <laughs> you can't vote for your own player. Right. 
But if you got a really great, let's see, Hardy, you want to get Hardy Nickerson in. Uh-huh. He's a great linebacker. So you barter with other teams. No, what you do is you don't put your vote on another great inside linebacker to help them. You put it on the guy you know is not going to make it. Uh-huh. So you put it on eh, some some random guy for the Bears who's not that great instead of this great guy for the Panthers who is great and could take votes away from your guys. So there's used to be a little more strategizing to it back then. Uh-huh. Now it's just trying to get these players to fill out the ballots, which I, I feel for the PR guys having to do that. Right. You know, I'll tell you this. I saw that. I have a feeling that if OJ hadn't got hurt in just like the fourth game of the season, he might be in the Pro Bowl. Right. Because the Pro Bowl tight ends are TJ Hawkinson, Detroit, and Evan Ingram of the Giants. They're both former first-round picks, but so is OJ. But Evan Ingram isn't having that great of a year at all. No. Hawkinson's pretty good. 60 catches for 675 yards and six. Six touchdowns, I think. That's pretty good. I'm not going to say it's not, but I think O.J. would have ended up with better numbers than Evan Ingram. Right. So, it's a shame. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I, I've been to a number of Pro Bowl games, and I know you have too, and, mm-hmm. and um, you can compare it the same way I can, is uh, the Hawaii Pro Bowl so much cooler than, of than the Orlando one. And it's not a knock against Orlando. It's just – I've you, been to Orlando. I Well, yeah, and – uh, it, it's totally, totally different, and um, I used to love going to the Pro Bowl there in in, in Hawaii. You went multiple times. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was my favorite treat. That I, I was my treat to myself after a long season. So yes, I just went that one time when we got a couple last minute uh-huh. replacements like Jameis and uh-huh. five people. Yeah, so they sent me, which was awesome. Uh huh. It's a great experience. Not only I want to go back for a real vacation with my wife. You will enjoy it. Um, what about Chris Godwin getting um? He got, you know, he was talking about, I don't know why I have his name written down. Oh, so Chris Godwin talked today. today yeah. And he was saying how he's glad to get those pins out of his fingers because it was getting <laughs> irritating. Uh, but uh, I mean, if he would have said, you know, I kind of like that feel. I, I'm going to get pins in all my fingers. Yeah, yeah just. And a nose ring. Um, <laughs> wow. Now, what's wrong with a nose ring? No, there's nothing wrong okay, with a nose ring. Okay, all right. I, just, I, I will, I will, listen, I'm not anti-tattoo. No, not, you're not. I'm not anti-piercing. The only thing I don't like, and it's just because I don't like it visually, it's not that I don't think a person should be able to express themselves if uh, they want to, uh-huh. is those really wide ear gauges when they keep putting the – Oh, And uh, they just make yeah. the hole in their ear larger and larger. Yeah, that creeps No offense out. to anybody else no, who does yeah. that that might be listening. You're well within the I'm just right not sh- to personally express I'm yourself. just not sure in 15, 20 years from now you're going to feel that was a good idea. Well, I think you could have surgery to get it sewn up. Oh, I well, I guess so. But well, um, look at you being Mr. Medical. Got, well, I mean, it'd probably be easier to do that than get rid of a real big tattoo that you don't like anymore. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always go with mom. You're never going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, Godwin was asked about, he's one of the main things we're going to be talking about once the season ends because oh, contract's up, right? Yeah. Geez, I don't want to think about that. I, I don't think he cares to think about it right now either. No. Um, he's focused on winning, as he said, but he did say he'd like to stay here. How do you get him and Shaq? I don't know, man. I don't know how you're going to do any of it. I mean, you, I'd like to have Indomitian Sue back again if he wants to play another year. Wow. He, that is, that was, he has played really well. Really well. You know he's played well when we lose Vita Vey and the, and the run defense is still number one in the league. Well, he's certainly helping everybody on the line, too. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's – that is uh, – and, and, you know, you almost – and I don't like to say this, but what happens, and it's unfortunate, is if you go on IR and you're not with the team, it's not – I guess you're kind of forgotten during the time period. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When 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 the team has managed to keep going, and that's what that's what all players hope. They hope that the team keeps going. They don't they don't want it to to suffer. But I I forgot I I didn't forget yeah I did I forgot that he wasn't in anymore because they're playing so well. You know Vita he's he hasn't played in no, how he long? Played like week five I think yeah. he was in Chicago right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was because of this. <laughs> the, the penalty. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, now you get me all cranked I know. up. That's the one that gets oh. you cranked up. It just does. Unnecessary. I understand. Unnecessary. Okay. Yeah, that's about all I got, Jeff. That's it? Yeah. All um, right. So we can get to uh, Yeah, let's go to the questions. Let's go to the I'll questions. I'll tell you this much. It's – we got a couple We got a couple messages from our, our friend um, Alexander in Brazil. Uh-huh. Basically, mostly just um, – he. We said we both said we wouldn't mind going to Brazil at some point in our lives, and he uh-huh. said, if we do, reach out, and he'll tell us where to go. So that's uh, nice. That's good. I'm going to keep him in mind because that uh, is on my list. Also noted that the – the Bucks won, and everybody else in the division lost this past weekend and wondered if that had ever happened before. I'm sure it's happened plenty of times. I yeah. didn't bother to look it up because it's I not even, that I didn't even look at that. I didn't even notice it. New Orleans and Carolina. Yeah. I don't even remember who Carolina played. They didn't Green play Bay. well. Yeah, they, they didn't play well. They didn't play well. Well, they hung in there. For the first half. No, they hung. It was like an eight-point game. Yeah, it, they just didn't look good. No. They, you know. But they're in the rebuilding process, For sure. and and they let their general manager go. So now they're really in a rebuilding yeah, process. Yeah, how about that? The coach gets to pick his own guy uh, now. Yeah, always. You gotta feel. Yeah, you gotta feel that that's a possibility anytime you're a GM yeah. and a new coach. Comes yeah, he'll in. probably end up in Washington with Ron Rivera. So <laughs> that's right. There you go. Um, how how about uh, how about what's what's crazy? And I, I'm gonna bring it up before we get into questions real quick. Um, new England not making the playoffs. First time since oh oh one I think I think it was I think it was when Tom Brady got hurt was the last time they didn't make the playoffs yeah they go they went I want to say oh eight yeah they went eleven and five and and lost on a tiebreaker yeah yeah so I think I think it was that and I the end of an era uh huh and then uh, Tom's down here and he's still in the hunt yep which is which is kind of doesn't necessarily prove anything but it's no. what we wanted to have happen. well if if, if it's going to be one or the it's other it's got to play out it's playing out the way i wanted it to I, i'm sure i'm sure the ownership group is really happy here yeah. i mean the glazers are probably saying yeah that was 50 million well spent but continue <laughs> so um here's a question from sam Ninau. uh i just covered it it's actually sure. about 10 questions in one, so it's all the all right. only one we really need to do. All right. 10 questions in one. Hey, dog. I might be exaggerating a bit. Hey, dogs. I hope you and your families are staying safe through everything going on. We are. Thank Mine you. Mine has. Sorry this email is a little long. It's pretty cool that we are in week 16 and still have a shot for the number one seed and mm-hmm. home field advantage throughout the playoffs if yeah. Tampa wins out, mm-hmm. Packers lose out, mm-hmm. Saints lose out, Rams beat the Seahawks and then lose week 17. We were mm-hmm. talking a little bit about that. Seahawks lose out. I mean, you're asking for an awful lot there. Yeah. Is that true? Huh. Is that true? Let me look at those standings again. Hmm. That could be fun. I don't know if it's true. Oh. I mean, it sounds like he's reading it from somewhere. I certainly didn't put that scenario in my playoff scenarios uh-huh. today when I was doing that story. That's a hard go. I mean, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. No. So Green Bay loses out there, eleven and five. Yeah. Um, Saints would be okay. So the Bucks would be eleven and five. Saints lose out; they only have ten wins. Seattle wins one of one; they're eleven and five. No, wait. Did they have Seattle losing out? Well, yeah. It, yeah. Seattle loses out. Rams go one and one. Right. They would have to beat Seattle and lose to yeah, Cardinals. Okay. 
so yeah, then we'd be eleven and five, and the Packers would be eleven and five. Nobody else would have an eleven wins, and we would win on their head-to-head tiebreaker with them. So that is correct. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow, that I is... hadn't thought to think that high. No, I'm reluctant to even think about the division title this is going well beyond look at i'm just holding my breath to get to the playoffs <laughs> in <laughs> the six seeds you know one at a time one right. at a time all right i have a couple of questions okay i know rojo only needs 100 yards to break the thousand mark and mike still has a shot to break the thousand mark yeah. receiving how many times does that happen in franchise i meant to look this up uh, franchise history where we had a 1k rusher and a 1k receiver i'm guessing 2015 with mike and doug yeah. and 2012 with vincent and doug and maybe 2010 with Williams and Blunt. Well, this guy's got wow. A lot of he is, he is. Uh, did you write this? Yeah, I made this one up. <laughs> did you make this if up? If I was going to make it up, I wouldn't make it that good. Yeah, really. <laughs> wow, he's good. What's well, his name? Right? I'm sorry. What was Sam Nino? Sam, nice job, Sam. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to fact check him now. You're, you're going to fact check him? Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. you're just assuming that he was right about. All well, why things. would he write it if he wasn't right? Well, I know he's right about. Um, 2015, because we know yeah. that Mike Evans has had a thousand yards every year since 2014. Yeah, there so you. if you have a thousand yard rusher as we did that year, then obviously it's going to qualify. Um, here, let's just go through it real quick. All right. So we didn't have a thousand yard rusher last year, or seven, or eighteen, or seventeen, or sixteen. So all those are out. Are you laughing? No. I just I just moved. Am I laughing? Why would I laugh? Evans. So Evans and, and Doug Martin in 2015. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Oh, that's 16. Okay. Nobody in Evans and Doug Martin in 2015. Uh, Doug Martin didn't. Doug Martin didn't. And then 2012. Let's see here. Martin and yeah and and Vincent Jackson and Mike. I mean, Mike Williams was only four yards short of giving us 2,000 yards receivers that season. Yeah. Blunt. Okay, here's here's the one he was asking about, 2010. No, uh, Mike Williams fell short that year too. Um, okay, going on. 2000 and Graham came up short. Cadillac. 2005, um, Cadillac made it. and Yeah, Cadillac and Joey Galloway in 05. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. That's a couple of underrated players. I mean, Cadillac, we all know, he's derailed by injuries. Was, yeah. Was a great player. Yeah, great guy, too. I good just, guy. A lot I, of fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. So is Joey. Yeah. I think Joey's a guy that people wouldn't realize how, how good of a guy he is. Yeah. Nope, not no two. Didn't have the rusher. Huh. Not no one. No 2,000, maybe, because we would have had uh, work done. So it has happened. Yeah, he just wondered right. how often. Oh. Not very. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't used to have a lot of thousand yard receivers. That's, how about it? That's pretty recent development. Yeah. How about we put it this way? Let's see if we can make it happen in twenty twenty. We just need Mike to really catch fire. I think he's going to. I really. I that's really a do. Bold, that's a bold. And I'll tell you. I, you listen. When he got hundred and ten against Atlanta last and week, after I told you he needed hundred and ten every week. Yeah. And it. It like when I heard him go. Oh, he's got a hundred. He's over a hundred yards. And I went. Oh, how much over? And I saw this. <laughs> it just clicked. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is it, you know, because now you got two games. It's not so far fetched. It's it's not so far fetched, but he right. still needs. He, I would like to see him have one really big game. And yeah, maybe, I, so yeah. you're not really coming down to the wire. Yeah, or I, I, I don't want him to have like a two fifty game and then be done with it. You know, continue. I'm almost done going through the years. Okay, you're almost through the years. Gosh, 
I don't know how you – Scott's actually looking at uh, the media guide on his computer, and he's twirling through it. And I have to tell you, unless I have that in my hand, I cannot find anything. It's just, I know where everything it, is in this media Maybe guide. that's what it is. I used to do it. I used to put it together. I know, but to me it's cumbersome on the laptop. So it hadn't happened until 2005, and it's happened wow. a couple times since. All right, I so like what it. else did Sam – we're almost done here. All right, Sam, what else you got? What else did Sam have to say – uh, I hope that uh, Buck logo that's painted all white in the middle of the field is not a sign of we're surrendering. <laughs> <laughs> that just means that they, was, they marked the spot, right? This is Jeff's random thoughts. Things, <laughs> things just kind of, when, when the music stops, weird stuff happens. Continue. Okay. Um, what else? Also, since Shaq broke the franchise sack record last year, Mike breaks franchise receiving records all the time, and Brady's about to get the single-season passing TD record. That's right. He's got 32, uh-huh. and it's 33. What individual franchise record do you think is the least likely to ever get broken? God, I really wish I'd have prepared for these. I think I think Shaq Barrett's sacks. That's probably it. Yeah, right? that's a hard one. Sacks. That's that's hard because we've come close. We've we've come close on the rushing a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, ten interceptions doesn't happen that much anymore. Well, right? that's true. Rondé had ten mm-hmm. that one year, two thousand, yeah. I think. Um, that's going to be tough. The only reason why I think sacks is because usually they get split up among people on your line. You know. I got a good one for you. All right. In 1993, in, in Hardy Nickerson's first year here, he had 214 tackles. I was just going to say. That's a record mm-hmm. that still stands. Uh, actually, Barrett Root, you might be surprised to hear, was the late, only other one to crack 200 some year in the mid-2000s. That's not going to be broken, and I'll tell you why. Back then, tackles were not an official stat. They're really still not official stat, but they are at least officially compiled by the league now. Uh-huh. The league didn't compile and, and publish tackle stats back then in the mm, '90s, right. and every team just recorded their own. And most teams got them from the coaches. The right. coaches would grade the film, yeah. and, and when they're given grades, they'd mark tackles. And sometimes they would argue to make sure you you got an extra tackle. Yeah, I mean, oh, if oh, you're getting look, close, you got an assist there. So yeah. you, if you were a stat crew um, covering the game, you might come up with. Nine tackles in that game for Hardy Nickerson, but your coach thinks you got fifteen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So not now Hardy I, Nickerson was great and probably would have the tackle record yeah, anyway. No, I, I was waiting for you to say that because I was about this I remember that is that you would have your official stat sheet on Sunday and then after the coaches graded out, I'd get an updated stat sheet. And it was always a lot yeah, higher. The Falcons that. actually were notorious for that. Yeah. Jesse Tuggle? I remember him. Yeah. He used to have like 250 tackles a year. All right. And then somebody would do a study and go, there weren't that many players to be tackled all year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's there, a good one right there. There weren't that many plays <laughs> in the game. Uh, all right. I think that's a good one. That is a great the, one. The tackle one? Yeah. Yeah. The right. tackle one, that would probably, but I, but yeah, I would say that would be it. Since you, I think that's the end of the questions, but uh, he finishes by saying, this is a guy from Nashville named Sam. Uh, Sam. I think we've had a question from Yeah, him he's very, very good. He is a true Well, he's got good fan. questions, that's for yeah, sure. Since you guys solid. were curious of how people became Bucks fans, my okay. long story short is I was eight and I loved watching All Star run over people during the 99 season. <laughs> that's a good reason. I was older than eight and I loved watching well, All Star run over people. Now this guy lives in Nashville, and maybe he always did. Which now we have to worry about losing him to Derrick Henry. Which yesterday was uh <laughs> I wanna say I wanna say was it yesterday? Was Mike's birthday. Oh, okay. That's cool. And Sap's birthday was the twentieth, I believe. A lot of birthdays in December. He concludes by saying it was always exciting when he got the ball and he just drew my interest to the whole team. Yeah. Thanks for the great work you both do and hope you have a Merry Christmas. 
Thanks, Sam in Nashville. All right, Sam. Thanks to you, too. Yeah. Appreciate it. Good yeah, questions. Very, good Thank questions you. And, yeah. and nice thoughts. Thought really provo- Listen, it. when you have to make Scott rip out the computer and start well, checking everything, Normally, I, I would like get it. these questions ready ahead of time yeah, and, and prepare some answers, and then you have to do it blind. Uh, but I just brought my laptop today, and it's like, I'll just read it off the laptop yeah. this time. And I well, just, the other thing, too, is we're running a short week, and what we mean by that is that we, we're going to have Christmas Day off, uh, but we are both working Christmas Eve. And it's a short week because we play on Saturday. It kind of works out because Friday, which is Christmas, is like a normal Saturday, which we can usually get off if we uh-huh. need to. Yeah. Yep. A Saturday of a road game, especially. Because uh-huh. yeah. the team's traveling. What are we going to do? Yeah, our team's not leaving until late on Christmas Day, which is nice. They, they're, they're, okay. they're leaving uh, almost like 6 o'clock. Right? Really? That I late? think that's what B.A. was saying during wow. his radio show is that um, – well, that won't be they, the fir- first they, time they've left that late this year. Well, this, 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 <laughs> just not on purpose. We just say that because they had uh, major delays going to Carolina. But um, he made he he said that uh, um, you know some people like Christmas Eve and then others like Christmas Day, and so they're going to have a short Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then okay. play out Christmas night. Yeah, I'm sure every so. team makes adjustments. Well, if you're the uh, Saints it, and Vikings, yeah, you're you're leaving uh, Christmas Eve and you're playing Christmas yeah, Day. That's, which that's, one's on the road there? Is it? Uh, um, I believe it's the Saints on the road. Okay, I believe they're playing in Minnesota. Well, too bad for those guys. Sorry. Yeah. That's well, if it's it, it, it's them and not us, so yeah, um, I'll think of them on Christmas Day as I'm watching them. All right, Jeff, I, I think we're done here. That's it. Those are all the questions? That's just those? That, well, that one was like three and one, okay. so I just figured do that one. All right. By the way, if you want to send in us questions and you made it this far, just know that it's email it to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. Uh-huh. That's the best way. That is. We'd love to hear from you. We would. We really enjoy the part of reading questions. From I, lo- you know what? That is, I do enjoy that. And I like them, like you said, I like to go in blind because I, I have to bob and You weed. do like it that way. I do. I am. Well, the other, the other option is you got to sit down and do some research i know you don't want to do yeah that. like i got time that's for that that's my job yeah listen i hooked up all the wires so <laughs> that's right that's right. your job that is it and since you and your job is and since you did thanks for listening